the real one, baby. I'm telling you, when it all falls down. Ugh. Yeah, that was as good as we planned. That was horrible. I would venture to say it was better than we planned. Also accurate. <laughs> I've already checked out of this episode. <laughs> this was your pick. This, yeah, yeah, my pick, that was... That was not your pick. That was not my pick. <laughs> It all falls down, and he'll never let you down. That's a That's good a, point. Nice. Ah, yeah, there I you listened go. to the album <laughs> for the first time ever. Yeah, I'll do it once. Let's so. do it. All right, welcome everybody to the Static and Distortion podcast. I am Robert. I'm John. I'm also John. You're not John. Damn it, Chris. What the hell, Chris? Sorry. Uh, and by the poor, just uh, unmentionable opening that you heard, we are doing. An episode dedicated not to Kanye West, but to actually the college dropout. Uh, his opening or first album. Um, it is 10 years old this year. So, it's crazy. Yeah, I wanted to go back and, uh, and, and do a little retrospect on it. Just because I feel like that album itself launched a new wave of artists, a new wave of hip-hop, a new wave of uh, looking at music industry. Uh, that we were not, I don't think, looking forward to or not looking at at that time. So yeah, Agreed. True. Agreed. Uh, I would actually, I'm going to be a jerk and I'm going to take the limelight off of Kanye West for a second. Oh, and I'm going to say, uh, timely manner, rest in peace, Bobby Womack. Uh, he passed yes. away at the age of 70 yes. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, many people know Bobby Womack for his work with Gorillaz. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the last things he did. Uh, also, many people know him for his song Across 110th Street that was featured in a Quentin Tarantino film mm-hmm. with Jackie Brown. So That's right. Uh, inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. Amazing artist. Uh, I uh, deeply, at first I thought it was a hoax because it was reported by Consequence of Sound, and then someone was like, This is a hoax. And I Googled it, and it was like, Oh no, this is a hoax. And then, like, three hours later, they're like, no, he actually passed away. So what I usually do when someone passes away is check Wikipedia to see if somebody's updated the Wikipedia. And I did that. Stay. Yeah, <laughs> for more than like ten minutes. Then, it's then you know it's legit. Well, I did that, and it still had him listed as alive. So I was just like, oh, awesome! The internet is lying once again. Bobby Womack is still alive. So um, it was technically lying because they told you it was a hoax. So I don't yeah. know. Just, but yeah, just if you get a chance, please go check out Bobby Womack, uh, his back catalog. Um, he was actually working on a new album with David Alburn, um, executive producing it, if I remember correctly. So just people, it's an amazing, he's an amazing soul singer. Uh, go check him out. But back to topic. I'm sorry. I, I, brought, I brought everything down for a no, second. It's perfect because we're transitioning from that to Kanye West. The college dropout. College dropout. So uh, as I mentioned before, it is 10 years since the college dropout originally released It'll, 10 years well you know a couple extra months it was february 2004 uh the person i'm most interested to talk to during this entire podcast is christopher as always uh christopher <laughs> for our listeners listened to the college dropout for the first time his entire life yesterday it's true and and people who know me best may be shocked and horrified to learn that i'm not a hip-hop connoisseur <laughs> <laughs> i am um, not surprised at all I'm gonna I'm gonna start broad from your first listen. Uh-huh. What did you think? It was all right. Um, <laughs> it, it had I was telling John yesterday. You know, it it had a, a handful of tracks that I really dug that I I thought were 
good that I wouldn't mind listening to, you know, more. Mm. Uh, a handful of tracks I really, really didn't like. One, one especially. Is just what, like, what song did you hate the most? Workout song. Okay. The workout song is... It's so workout plan. It's it is so awful. bad. And I, was gonna, and I thought about this question on the way here, and I, I guess, once again, we're still going about this backwards. Yeah. If you could remove a song from that album that you think would make the entire album better, what would it be? It would be New Workout Plan. Yeah. Without I mean, a doubt. I, was yeah. act, I actually thought of three songs depending on what tone you wanted true. to play. That's yeah. true. And, and I was just thinking, that I was like, oh, there's a couple. But yeah. um, I think that's the weakest and, and most out of place song on the album. And, yeah. uh, and, and just not not good for every reason so I would have to agree because the, the other two songs I thought of were School Spirit <laughs> but I also thought about what he talks about in School Spirit because he, he, he's a college dropout he's a college dropout yeah, and, and, it, and it, the it, whole track is making fun about going to and, and, and he's like I don't need this it's thematic for the album very much so, so. It, it's, it's integral it's a bookends for All Falls Down and then the other song I thought about was Breathe In Breathe Out Really, I like that one. I, I believe that I one. But at the same time, going a, it, the, that song seems to that with new workout plan, and it, it could really boil down to those two. Yeah, seem to go against the entire grain of the album with new workout or not new workout well, plan. Yeah, it's this weird thing that happens like in the middle of the album. Where it's just almost this, like it takes like a detour. Yeah, it's like I'm not sure what I should be putting in here. So let's just put some skits in there, and that'll make it better. And we're gonna get it's, to the skits also. Yeah, I, um, because and I have a, I'll get to the skits in a minute. But breathe in, breathe out. It's, um, it as you mentioned, it's more of that bullshit ice rap. I gotta apologize to Mosu Quali because the entire album has been talking about social consciousness and how people should do what they feel and how he didn't need to go to school and that you could follow your own path and everything like that but then he just as he says I'm talking about money hoes or rims again yeah so <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of this I think it's fine or whatever this get him high and uh, the workout one is just, yeah. you don't like get him high get him high is a great song it's a great song I, I, I'm not a big fan of it well, um, the, but, the weird you know. thing about get him high is um, Kanye's being an irresponsible young guy and then Talib Kweli is being kind of cranky about it. Um, and, and then, then Common's, Common's like just pissed in. off. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, 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 it really follows, because, I mean, Common's been out since 94, 93, yeah. 94, so Common's like the pissed off older brother, yeah. and Kweli's like the guy who's more related to Common, because, or not to, to, to Kanye, because they're a little bit closer in age and closer uh-huh. in career. And then Thomas is coming in with all this bravado and all this swagger, and he's just like, let's just get drunk! And both of them are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. just calm down, dude. <laughs> he's not a mad MC, he's just a rapper with a temper. Exactly. Yeah. Right, so, I, I, I don't know if this would be the best way to go. This is how I'm going to go about it. Let's start at the beginning, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm going to, also, you, you, you brought this up to me yesterday, Shen. You yeah. said, I made a playlist without the skits. Yeah. To see if this is a better album, and you think it is. I do think it's a better album without the skits. Why is that? I, you know, for one, I think it's corny. It's corny and whack. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay, uh, if um, we're in 1998. Yeah, I... thank you. Because <laughs> um, I'm up with my lingo, right? So there we go. Totally um, down with your awesome scene. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. It's all that in a bag of chips. All right, but no, I, 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 I did that as an experiment because, I mean, I know that album so well. This is one of my favorite albums of that era. You know, I was really just starting to get into hip-hop at that time when College Dropout came out. Um, before that, I was listening to, like, uh, Miss Education of Lauryn Hill, mm-hmm. some of the old Roots stuff, so it kind of gave me preparation for that. But this was the first kind of uh, 
you know, it was it was hitting the charts. It was it, it was a huge album. Yeah. And and Kanye was really coming into his own right then. Um, but uh, I'm so used to that album with all the skits that uh, I just that, that's why I want to try it. Just to see how kick them out. Yeah, because I, I really don't like them. I never really have. Yeah. But I just pulled it as part of the experience. But I'm thinking now, if I were an A and R helping him like sequence his album. I would have taken out like half of them. I, all the little Jimmy skits and all that kind of stuff, yep. you know, not necessary. So Kanye West, he started off making beats for everyone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, his <laughs> first major beat that he did was uh, Heart of the City for Jay-Z. He helped produce a good portion of the Blueprint, which is considered the five mic, you right. know, classic album, everything like that. And during this entire time, he kept trying to get people to, to, to realize, oh, I'm a rapper, I'm a rapper too, I'm yeah. a rapper. And at the time, no one was listening to him, and so he kept going from A&R to A&R, Capitol Records, everything like that, no one wanted to mess with him. And he almost had a deal on the record, or, or a record uh, deal on the table. And Dame Dash, who was with Rockefeller Records, almost exclusively had him signed to produce beats for Rockefeller Records. Right, right. And... Um, he said, I don't want him to leave me, so that's why they offered him a contract as well, and he ended up losing one deal and sticking with Rockefeller Records. Right. Just because Dame Dash didn't want to lose him as a producer. And this is all chronicled in the last song on the album, Last Call. Right. Yes. I was, well, was going to say, you're, you're, I already know all this. Exactly. Because I listened to the album. But here's the thing that you also don't know, <laughs> is that Kanye West was so confident of himself releasing this album that he had started producing his own album since 1999. Right, right. All the beats on the album he had had for three, four, five years before he even really started to track it or anything like that. Yes. So going back to the skits that we brought up, the first skit that I always that that the album starts off with is a high school senior or a high school principal asking him to make something for kids and everything like that. And the reason that no one really wanted to sign Kanye at the time is because he was the antithesis of what every rapper was doing. They all had a jersey, they all talked about cars and drugs and everything like that. So he comes out there and so you have the skit of make something for the kids to be uplifting, which is what he wanted to do. Right. And it immediately goes into we don't care, which is what he was trying to do to fit in of drug rap. Right. Wow. So... So the first three song arc is make something uplifting, which Kanye West wanted to do. He does a song about drugs as he's trying to fit in, and he makes fun of kids mocking or kids wanting to be part of the drug culture. And then you go into another skit, Graduation Day, where he's basically told he's trash for doing what everyone else is doing at the same time. Whoa. Mind blown. Sorry. I never thought of it that way. That, that's interesting. And notice it's graduation day, the moment he says, you know what, F this, I'm going to go do my own thing, and it goes immediately into All Falls Down. Yeah. And he starts the real part of the album, which it goes more conscious, more yeah. social commentary, everything like that. And then that's what I, what I did like about the album, was that it was smart and constructed. That Very way. much so. Yeah, you know, it, it had that narrative, it, it plays with you, and, and you know, it has different messages, and then they, they flow into each other. Yes. And, and so I was impressed by that. I, <laughs> and, and, and not only does his first album do that, but if you look, if you chart all of his albums he released, I mean, obviously the first three are most interconnected because you have College Dropout, yeah. Late, Late Registration, and then Graduation Day. And each one, you know, College Dropout is more, up, you know, 
it sounds new, it sounds young. Late registration has this really dark feel to it, and then graduation day, it's almost it has this poppy electronic. He has cheesy on it. Right? He has cheesy on it. It's almost like you know, and it has like celebration, like you know, we're in this bitch, we're done, da, 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 da. and then he takes his own left turn and he does like eight oh eight and heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes, he goes off he, the rails. He goes into current era Kanye. Yeah. Uh, well, and that that's that's interesting because I I mean I love uh, late registration. That's I think it's probably my, my favorite. I think it is, too. especially because of John Bryan's production. It's just such a lush album. It's so good. It is good. But um, you know this when I think a classic Kanye because I I still think of him in the context of being a producer when I listen to this album because you had the stuff off the blueprint. You had mm. Get By by Talib Kweli, which is one of the best tracks. Um, that Nina then, Simone piano sample is really, yeah. really good. And then yeah. the other one, too, um, when you get into, um, you know, right after College Dropout, he did Common's B album. Oh, he got so many tracks album. on that album. So when I think of Kanye producer, you know, he was hot at this, at this time. He was really hot at this time. And I get why Dame Dash wanted to keep him as a beat guy. Yeah. But, you know, he was um, quite... Uh, you know, he had that, that, that artistic vision, which now... That prolific like, sound that everyone was trying to copy. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, now you, you look at him today, and he still has that, that very, um, you know, he's got an idea, exact idea of what he wants to do, and it's a bit more, I think, a bit more indulgent. Yes, now. yes. So when you come back and listen to this older albums, it's, it's that, uh, that energy, that new energy that's still infectious 10 years later and a lot of people come back and they listen to his older albums and then they listen to like Yeezus and they're like what, what happened? happened yeah well I, I, I think he kind of nailed it though when you, when you chart his album by album it is mirroring what he's you know his experience is and it's great <laughs> it, it, you can't a lot of people fault him they're like oh he's an asshole he's so full of himself he's so blah 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 if you look at hip hop as a culture every rapper is that full of themselves he just does it in such a grandiose way because that's his personality. He's always been a grandiose, huge personality. It just seems to be magnified on a greater scale. And I, I gave him a lot of a, a lot of slack on the ego, especially earlier on, because it was one of those things where like you know it, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. Yeah, you know it was it was phenomenal stuff. Real quick, so, going back to what I said, Chris, you had a look that you're like I don't know about all that. <laughs> you you had this like uh, you kind of this kind of sh- shirk with your face You're like Meh. yeah no, I I don't I you, yeah it's easy to put it into context and say well like oh everyone else does it it's just he, that's his personality but I mean it's it's quite literally every rapper it, if you listen to every hip hop artist at some point in their career they have a song talking about how good they are have yeah you, well I, okay can you name a humble hip hop artist. No. Every rapper has to be at least partially full of themselves. If, if, if you're not bragging about yourself, you still have to have a strong personality. You still have to have a, a, a strong presence or else yeah, it doesn't. you're K-Fed. No, and, I, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I don't think it justifies his, you know... His personality, his ego, his... Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, he... You know, he has these humble beginnings, and he, he, he has confidence, and he believes in himself, and he works hard, and, yeah. he, and he gets big, and that's that's great. But you know, it does. I don't think it justifies. I don't think it makes him not a jackass. But it, but <laughs> President it, Obama called him a jackass. He, put it this way: he is the only person 
or like musician publicly known to ever be called by a jackass by any president. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's on someone's mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as I mentioned earlier, we had the skit, we don't care, and then graduation day skit, kind of chronologically, you know, telling the chronological order of. Do something that all the kids are going to like. Oh, I'm going to do everything what everyone else is doing. Oh, that's not good enough. And then you go into All Falls Down, which is what we opened with in a poor rendition of. Uh, I love this song. It's, I think that's this, my favorite I, song on the album. Yeah. Yeah. And originally he was he was supposed to do it with Lauren Hill. Right. Lauren, right. it's, it's uh, what is it, something, of, I can't remember the name of the song, something of Mystics that she was covering. And... She was unable to track the album or record the album when they were actually doing the recording. So he had a friend of his, Selena Johnson, come in and do the recording and do the actual, yeah, lay the track down. Which it, it works, but it does. It even now it sounds Lauren Hill esque. It, it sounds. It's such a. And the other thing is, is that I don't. I don't know which came first. I don't know if the recording of this or the release of this song came first or vice versa. There. Do you guys remember on HBO there was a deaf poetry show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he was featured on that. And he did this song. Really? He did this as a spoken word poet, like as a poem. That's interesting. But I can't remember the order. I want to say that came out in 2003, and then the album released in 2004. Mm. So it was almost as if he wrote it as a poem first, and then uh, extrapolated it and made it into what we now have as All Falls Down. I used to watch that show a lot. It's such a good show. When I was in in college, um, I lived with my grandparents, and uh, they had HBO... So I would always catch that, that yeah. poetry jam. Yeah, that was I love good. that show. It was good. Hosted by Mosta. I did not have HBO at the time. Um, we had one of those turndial TVs. Ah. Like from the fifties. Did you have rabbit ears? <laughs> yeah. Were they covered in tinfoil? No. Oh. But I would have to wear it anyway. Like a hat because of the government. Okay. <laughs> uh, after yeah, all falls down, <laughs> we go into all fly away, which is like the gospel skit kind of leading yeah. into Spaceship it was fun uh, Spaceship is with a two rappers GLC Consequence from Chicago that he used to be in a group with uh, and that's just basically talking about everyone working and they want to get away it's I mean it fits I like in, that track yeah actually. it fits with the album but I honestly don't have a lot I could go back and talk more about We Don't Care than Spaceship it, it's just in my opinion not a filler because it fits in with the album but it just yeah exists I, I like that track actually. I was I um, shortly before you guys arrived, I had to go to Walgreens up the road, and uh, I was listening to that track in the car. It's, yeah, it's, I I enjoy I enjoy that one. Um, and then what does that lead into? Well, I was gonna say up to this point, Chris. Yeah. On your first listening, <clears throat> are you it's into the album? It's out? holding my interest. It's holding your interest. Yeah, it's it's you know, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, because like yeah, I mean, if if you're not digging an album by like six tracks in, you're probably not gonna like. The but album. at the same time, but, you have one, two, three skits, so it's actually only three real songs. Right. right. So I'm I'm giving it its fair shake, and it's not turned me off. Yeah. You know, I'm listening to it, and it's, it's you know I, I liked all falls down. Okay. And so like you know, but I, I agree with you, spaceship. That I'm kind of indifferent to. Like I listen to it. It's and a good it's song. Like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's totally fine. I think it's, it's interesting that you guys are indifferent to that song. I like it. Two of the songs that you guys said you would remove from the album, if you could, are the ones, some of my favorites from the album. So, so what songs, if you could remove a song, would it be New Workout Plan? It would plan? just be New Workout Plan. That's the one much, song? I'd pretty much leave everything else intact. Um, I don't like Through the Wire, uh, even though I think, I get why it's still there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he had he, he had something to prove with that one. Um, but when I look back at that album, just the whole new workout plan, all that, yeah, just ruins it for me. After uh, Spaceship, it goes into Jesus Walks, which is a freaking amazing song. Yeah, it, that has the whole choir chant going on and uh, we shall be saved and the whole nine yards. And, right, right. Uh, he actually mentions on the last call album that he or last call song that he played Jesus Walks for some A and R records and our A and R representatives and they just didn't really? care. They were just like, no, this isn't a song that's going to be played on the radio. And he ended up winning a Grammy for it. Yeah, right, right. So uh, I say you can rap about anything except for Jesus. Exactly. And then it sounds like your children are being murdered. Are they okay? Because you went down and checked on them. <laughs> these, you guys I, missed this, but there well, was this blood curdling scream. <laughs> God, what sounded like crying, like when you find, not like when you find, like you hit like a deer in the road, and like I'm like, oh, this is really sad. You weep at the road, no. Uh, <laughs> but like, oh, like you know, I just pulled like a finger off or something, and it sounded pretty serious. Are they okay? Well, I, I yelled down the stairs. I said, is everything <laughs> is everything okay? And Elliot said, yep, everything's fine. Oh, but it's gonna be the older child. And the yeah. only boy down there who probably caused some sort of chaos was like, no, everything's good. We're all fine down here. You just don't need to come down here. I, I being the first child in my family, was kept that. Oh, me too. I was the oldest as well. Yeah. So I, I, that was my, that's why I'll come up so good at lying to people. Because they're still <laughs> screaming. And I bet you if you go yell down there again, Elliot would be like, no, we're good. We're good. Just don't come down here. They're yeah. probably just playing the yelling, killing game. It's one of Juliet's favorite. Let's play murder. Let's play murder. <laughs> I'm gonna go check on them. Okay, I'll be right back. Guys. So, but it's funny because Jesus walks leads right into Never Let Me Down. It still has that same spirit. Most of it. Um, Never Let Me Down was written after his car accident. Oh. And it's specifically talking about his relationship with God and how he plans to do right by Him and how he needs to excel to something greater than what he is actually. I like Never Let Me Down. I thought it was real. I love the J.I.V., the spoken word yeah, portion. That's, that's a, a fantastic. For me, that's the highlight of the album. And I really feel that I don't, if Jay-Z didn't phone it in, it just felt kind of like. It's weird, yeah, because John, John and I were talking about it and I went back and I listened to that one. I had the same feeling. It's not one. phoned in because it's still good, but at the same time, you're like, this doesn't fit with what the rest of the. Yeah, it no, doesn't. You're totally right. Didn't totally I say right. that? You did. And that it, it, it um, especially, especially you, because that J.I. reverse at the very end is just so, so good, and kind of just tries to live up to it as much as he can. Right. And then Jay just like swaggers in, and he's like. Blah 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 blah, and then he just awesome. swaggers out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, dude, you could have put a little bit more thought into what you said. Everyone wants to be hope, but hope's still alive. Yeah, yeah. it's such it, a it douchebag thing to it say. Fit. It's such a good song. My friend Dave Conant, hi Dave. Um, <laughs> he hates that. In the oh yeah, yeah, too. yeah. So that's just so out of place in that it, song. It's really bad. But um, you know that that it doesn't even sound mixed right. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it was when they were mixing it. Someone left a mic on. <laughs> it's like, woo! It's just Jay-Z in the background going, woo, woo, I'm so good! <laughs> so, but as I was telling Chris, you have um, Kanye's verse in that song is social conscious. Yes. Yeah. And then Jay Ivey's is so spiritual. And then Jay's is just narcissistic. It's so just... Uh... It does not match. 
I just, I don't, I love that song. It's such a good song. But yeah. then you just have Jay Z on there. I love Jay. Like Jay's one of my favorite rappers. Yeah. He was the first um, rap album I ever bought was the, um, his Black album. Okay. So I mean that that's I, I, I no no slight to Jay, but doesn't just not one of his better verses. No. Well, and even no even that though. Like if I take the verse out of the song. It's 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 fine. It's swagger. It's rap. You, like we're talking about that. It's just that, it doesn't um, fit the theme of the other two. Right. Exactly. Okay. It's just uh, you know. But it, all, all in all, though, I still love that song. It's a great song. And then after that, you get into Chris's favorite song, "Get Up High." That's that is my favorite song on the album. I think I've already established that. Don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I Are you just going to glance right over that? I like that song actually. I, I and of course because I love Common, I love Tello Quilly. They're two of my favorite rappers too. And, and I love I love Common's delivery on that song. Too. Yeah, he 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 just sounds pissed off. Which you think of like Common's other songs, like The Light from, from yeah, like or just like his, later on or, his whole B album. It's just such a positive album. It is, and it then is. It just this is just angry. He's Rashad, you know. Just yeah, angry Common. Yeah, exactly. And and um, it's it's different. It's a different tone for him. Um, but uh, you know that, and then just typically because I always kind of think. I, I'm a big Philip Coley fan. I've got several of his albums too, mm. and he can kind of get cranky, yeah. you know, in, in some of his tracks. And I like it about him because it's it's something you don't necessarily hear in rap. You don't hear cranky; you hear swagger, you know. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a Philip Coley track. I'll also say this: if you haven't listened to Philip Coley, one of my personal favorite tracks from his "Joy" off of his uh, "Quality" album, yeah, where he talks track. about the birth of his two kids. That's a good oh, track. It's such a good good track. That's a good track. Um, and then we go into ultimately what we find to be the two worst back-to-back tracks. You have the skit workout plan and then the new workout plan, where you can get these for free ninety-nine. I also don't really like slow jams. I love slow what? jams. You're fired, Chris. You are why? Okay, let's just glance over the workout plan because it's just we terrible. We all know yeah. we hate it. We, yeah, it's, it's, it's just. just Kanye screwing around in the studio. It's just him being young and just trying to get away with having fun or whatever it is. But, okay, why don't you care for slow jams? I don't know, man. It's, you know, Twista. Jamie Foxx resurgence. Like, Twista. Not even resurgence. It's before he even became, like, Ray and did all the... Like, That's true. That's true. I remember Ray. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, that Twista-verse is... is is ridiculous. It is that that is good. And not just the, tw- it, it, the Luther Vandross sample is amazing. It, and it's just an ode to like, because at the time, in 2003, 2004, it was all just like weird style gangster rap. And then you had this coming out here and it's just like, let me do something for the ladies. You know, gotta dance about 9,900 songs back to back, you know. Thirsty, thirsty water. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that I think is one of the highlights of the album. If I were picking my top five, that would be my top five for sure, close to the top. Um, so again, Chris, you're fired. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm okay with that going on. Yeah, on resume. I, I was fired for not liking slow jams. My When you get your job, well, welcome your, here. When you get your job at your next podcast, yeah, this is why I got fired for my last one. Uh, after slow jams, you have breathe in, breathe out, which once again is just his. Yeah, I, I, this is where he takes like a detour, and he just starts like trying to be young, bravado, swagger, talk about himself. You have the ice rap, you have the song for the ladies, you have the song about uh, getting fit, new workout plan. Yeah, the song about getting fit. Getting I don't think fit. that song is <laughs> about getting fit. <laughs> it's a health conscious. Don't don't, don't, <laughs> res- don't disrespect the weed, you know. But but 
you know, at least with like breathe in, breathe out, he's in on his joke. Yeah. You know, at least, and he and he just says it right in the first first two lines. Like, I have to it's apologize. Like, it's it's just this song's gonna be about what it is. We all know that it's not my thing, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that's why I think why I like that one because he he's in on his own joke and usually Kanye takes himself too seriously. Yeah, um, you know he he uh, I'm fine with that song. I like it. Then you get into this weird you have you have school spirit skit, then school spirit school spirit skit two, and then the little Jimmy skit. Right. It's just all these skits back to back, yeah, and it's I like think watching a one act. It really is. It's <laughs> it, it's just him acting, and then he has like a musical break. Uh, and all the skits are talking about how you know going to school and dropping out and have all these degrees. I love the fact that in the skits they talk about degrees as if they're a transferable object from one person to another. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like my dad gave me all his degrees when he passed away, and they're gonna keep me warm at night because I'm homeless. And it's like, uh, and, and going back to my what we talked about with you taking the skits out. Yeah. It's once again, I obviously dropped out of college and he got a ton of flack from his entire family, especially his mother, who was a professor at yeah. the college he dropped out from. Right. So I think this is just a big, albeit not well done, middle finger to saying, I don't need to do what you guys tell me I have to do. I, I think school spirit needs to and be And once again, Chris rolled his eyes. Like, I, I mean, just when you describe it like that, it's just so immature, but, isn't it? But like, he's 20, what, 6 at the time? Yeah. And he just came into all this money, yeah. and he's just trying... He's uh, This is clear to the portion of the album where he's immature. Right. This is the end of Act 2 where he hits his immature streak, yeah. and there's a conflict that arises that is dealt with in the third act of the album. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know what I mean, this yeah. is, this is this is the this is the weird turn where where he started off fantastic and almost you know in the rise in, if we're doing this as a three act movie at the end of Act Two he hits this meteoric peak for this peak at, at his rise where he's like I could do all this fun stuff instead and then at the end it's almost like we're gonna bring you back out of it and we're gonna rise you back up to where you should be. Well, and here's the thing. When I took out the, uh, I took out all the skits. Yeah. It's still a 15 track album. Yeah, yeah. it's a, like it's 21 ridiculous. with the skits. Yeah. yeah so that's great. But like school that's spirit, great. it is great. I'm not being sarcastic <laughs> about that. I think for a debut album to have 15 tracks is his. Yeah, like, which is you know it's why he. I mean, he's been working on that forever. But you know, school spirit. If you take away the skits, the song's even weaker. I think on the album. Yeah. I get why it's there um, because he. Once it, it ties in with the whole college dropout thing, like yeah. you said, it's kind of the big middle finger to, you know, that whole establishment thing. He's just, you know, he's just a punk singer, you know, anti-establishment. Anti-establishment. Yeah. When you think Kanye, you think punk. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so after that whole shenanigans goes on, you finish up with, in my opinion, what are four of the stronger songs on the album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two I words, agree. which is absolutely ferocious. I, I say I that's agree. the I best track on the album. I love it. You think so? I think it's the best track on the album. Mostly because most stuff, but it just has the energy, it has that it's, focus, it and is it, a good track. And it's such a weird thing to have put Freeway on there, who's known to be more of a street rapper, and it's, it, it uplifts it, it gives it views from like every perspective, it and it's just such a ferocious song. It's yeah. and, I, and I love the theming, which Freeway really didn't get the memo on. Yeah. Of two words, and if you listen to most and you listen to Kanye, it's two words. Yeah. That cadence that they each yeah. hit is just fantastic. It's, it's really great. The, John told me to be prepared for it, and I was like, I'm trying to work here. 
<laughs> okay, so wait, but, up, up until two words, after all the skits and everything like that, I'm gonna do a, a Chris check. What is your thought now? This is uh, when you took a break. I, my though, thought right? is, yeah, this is where I took my intermission. You, uh, you cut, you're like, I don't know if I can finish this. No, my, my, my thought was, alright, I've listened to this and I know we're gonna end the album with like four or five like actual tracks of actual music. Yeah, yeah. Let me take a little break and then come back and, and finish it out as, as, as the final act. Okay. You know? uh, and uh, so, you know, up to this point, I think, like, I was thinking, like, yeah, I could go back and listen to this album, just not any of the skits. And, like, yeah. You know, I was still, like, about half of it. Um, but then, yeah, we hit this this final act, and, and two words is really, it's It's, just it's a awesome. great way to start oh, it off, yeah. Great. It's very good, yeah. And then, after two words, you go into lead-off single, probably one of his biggest hits, if not, you know, biggest well-known hit to date, uh, basically the thing that put him on the map, which is Through the Wire. Right, right. Uh, got in a car crash, like, December of 2002. Right. Two weeks later, early January of 2003, mouth wired shut, goes into the recording booth. Yeah. Against doctor's advisement, and he spits this in, like, four takes, because it ended up hurting him so much that he had to do it over a course of four takes. I I think this is this is the epitome of who he is still to today. Like you're not gonna tell him what he's can and can or you know not yeah. capable of. He's gonna do it like regardless. Lock. Like lock, yes, <laughs> yes. Kanye way is Kanye West is the lock. And I think a lot of ways. But at this, oh my god. Okay, hold on. Let's just let's explore this. <laughs> Kanye West is lock because even now, if we were to wrap up Kanye West's career. If you look at Yeezus compared to season six of Lost, <laughs> he is the bad guy. Yeah. But he, in his own mind, is doing right. Yes. It's great. I think we just did it. <laughs> we can wrap it up there. there we, we can go. quit. We can quit don't right need now. To, don't I'm, I'm very comfortable just calling it quits right there. So Kanye West is locked. Yeah, Who would Jack be? From the, Chris, Chris I want you to. I want you to, to draw from your deep encyclopedic hip hop yeah. compendium of you know knowledge <laughs> here, and I want you to give me a jack. Who always needs to fix things in hip hop? Uh, I have no idea. Who's the guy that does beats? Dr. Dre. Oh, uh, Dr. Dre is is, is Jack. <laughs> he is. He's calling it. He's a That's doctor. It. There you go. He is also a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, internet. You're we just, welcome, internet. We just, we just cast Lost with that. <laughs> if lost. possible. Uh, how much time are we at? I think we're at like 20 minutes. Yeah. In. No, we're at... No, we're at 30. We could do this for another 10 or, 10 or so minutes. No, like, I'm, I'm quite... I mean, I just... At this point, 10 years in, I mean, yeah. after this, everyone tries to duplicate Kanye West sound. Everyone... Yeah. It starts the, the backpack rapper movement, which right. is already... Right been in existence with conscious rapper just it's called hip-hop uh, <laughs> well uh, not quite the same way what do you mean well you, you had your your like conscious rapper your hip-hop or whatever but it wasn't um with that pop sensibility kind of thing okay because kind of i mean that that is one thing and is in some of his later albums i'd say yeezus is exempt from this one but um he brings a i'm not just a rapper i'm not just a hip-hop artist i'm a pop sensation um, and brings pop sensibilities to it in a way that some of the more socially conscious rappers, it's more soul or it's blues or it's okay. it's something else. And he has that because he de- he's definitely in this era, especially he was the sped up soul beat, yeah, yeah, sample guy. Yeah. Um, that was his signature. And then you look at stuff like when he did tracks for like Slum Village or um, 
What was the name of the track you did for Slim Village again? Um, hold on. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Um, I, I'm calling, baby. I'm, uh, John Legend's on that track. Yes. Well, and there's baby, another. There's another title. Selfish. Selfish. There we go. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a good. That's a really good song. <laughs> did you? God. That's that a great. Yeah, just pay more attention to your phone. But no, like, but that, that's another good one though too, because that's when John Legend was he was doing he was doing uh, piano and backup vocals on you know Talib Kweli's album and on Kanye's album and stuff, and then um, Get Lifted came out around that same year, yeah. so he kind of came up with Kanye. I mean, I, I think they've taken some some separate career paths now, but um, that's another good good point though. But yeah, Slum Village there. I mean, you think about Kanye's uh, his uh, his. Pro- production tracks and then this album and everything it brought that whole sensibility just across the board in in hip-hop uh in a different way that your socially conscious rappers or your hip-hop guys that are doing the underground stuff um you know it's 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 a different whole thing I yeah think. He, uh, did, he did the same thing with a different twist a kanye twist yeah the kanye twist it sounds like a dance move do the I, kanye I'm twist sure it is do the kanye twist Lean back. Throw a temper oh, wait, that's <laughs> um, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let, I'm you, let you finish. Pot. Do the twist. <laughs> that was not here. Christopher just pulled out the best dance move ever. I have a lot of dance moves. Most of them you have to be sitting down to do. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna also take this moment because I'm that jerk, and I'm gonna say I just saw Kanye. You did? I did at Bonnaroo. Oh, he headlined Bonnaroo. Yeah. It was fantastic. Really? Uh, because of the whole... I don't know if he's doing this on every stop. Because he's doing like an eight-tour stop. Or eight, uh, yeah, eight-stop tour. Um, but he kind of scaled back his Yeezus tour. And it was just a giant LED screen behind him. And I guess he's almost taking his stage production to a social commentary. Because the entire time, it was just the negative of him. Or a heat signature of him, hmm. almost as this is who I actually am. As you see me, I'm a negative. I'm I'm the bad guy. I'm all of this that you portray, and then he just performs in the darkness in front of it, and wow. he wears a mask at the same time. That's weird. It was art. it was it was very much performance art. Like he came out to the, the when he first came out, the only light on stage was the LED was lit in bright red, and he started off with black skinhead. And it was it was just aggressive and very much in your face, and it was very, it, it almost seemed on a certain level as if he was trying to attempt performance art. Um, trying to attempt performance art. I'm trying to attempt. <laughs> like this is what my thoughts of performance wow. art should be. That's uh, that says a lot that you phrased it that way. Yeah, uh, I had a, a pretty good. We had a 21 song set list. Oh wow. That's, that's pretty good. That's, 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 that's right. And it, it covered most of his, his stuff from his, his entire career. He, he did a Chief Keef cover, too. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. He did Black Skin and then I Don't Like by Chief Keef. Uh, did Mercy, Cold, Click. Uh, so there he's working off of the, the Cruel Summer and later albums. Okay. Did Can't Tell Me Nothing. Did Power, Stronger, uh, Runaway, Run This Town, which people notice that he doesn't mention Jay-Z anymore in any of his songs. Really? Yes. <gasps> it's like 90210. <laughs> it is a lot like the new 90210. Yeah, he, anytime he mentions Jay-Z in his songs, he admits his name or he just changes the verse. That's weird. I don't know why. No one... It's just something he's been doing for the last quarrel. year. Huh. Lover's Quarrel. Yeah. 
Like, uh, like his uh, Big Brother track on... Um, I love that track. That's too. a good track, but... And then he went to Diamond Sierra Leone, Heartless, Jesus Walks, All Falls Down, Touch the Sky, All the Lights. Ends, All the Lights is a great track. Ends with Bound 2, and then comes back out and does Blood on the Leaves, which is, again, a Nina Simone, and I love that song. Yeah, so. that's a good one. Um, but yeah, I just saw him at Bonnaroo, and it was a fantastic performance. So... I he yelled at the crowd. He's like, "Last time I was here, y'all hated me, and you, you wrote my name on porta potties, and you pissed on me. Right about how I got ninety thousand motherfuckers with their hands in the air. Where the press at? Where the press?" He screamed, "Where the press out?" Like seven times. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Well, here, here, they, he didn't know that Robert was there. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, to be honest, podcast. during this portion, I'm also gonna uh, I'm gonna humble brag a bit. During mm-hmm. this portion, I was too busy talking to Danny Brown. Really? Yeah. Nice. I was talking to Danny Brown of all people. I was right by the side of where the artists, like the VIPs, yeah. hang out. And there's like a good seven, six, six, seven foot distance between us and like a raised platform that they could stand on. And like right after Kanye had started, I see, you know, I, I, I early in the day I saw Danny Brown perform, so I knew what he was wearing. And he comes out, and I'm like, I try to get his attention, but he's too into the music or whatever it is. So I'm just bopping along or anything like that. Next thing I realize, I look over and he has a cigarette in his mouth and he's like doing that that smoker thing where you kind of tap your pockets yeah. trying to find your lighter yeah. kind of thing. And he and then he goes to a girl that's next to him. He's like, "Do you have a lighter?" No. He asks a couple of other people. No one has a lighter. And then the music stops. And so I go, "Danny!" And he turns <laughs> around at me and I I have my lighter out and I go, and he looks at me and he picks the cigarette out of his mouth. He gives me a tongue. He's like, ah, he does like the rock star thing. And so I toss <laughs> it over to him. Nice. He tosses it back. I t- and then a couple minutes later, he, he calls me. And he's like, hey, bro. And asked for the lighter again. And then this time he, had, uh, he dropped it, trying to throw it back to me. And so he comes back over and he's like, I'm sorry. I dropped your lighter. I'm a stoner. <laughs> and I'm like, it's all cool, bro. I'll, I'll get it later. And, you know, we talked for like five seconds. I was like, I checked out your show. It was really good. He's like, thanks, man. It turned up. Da, 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 da. He went back or whatever it is. And then I think he left and the security found my lighter. They like, stepped on it. And I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that's cool, though. I like Danny Brown's last Dan, album. His album, album was... No, his, the show was insane. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I brought my, my schedule. I can tell you who else I checked out. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I we got it. it. We got it. Now from the news desk, yeah, we got some time to field reporter. I gave you, I gave you, you you listened to my recommendations last time, right? Uh huh. Did either one of you check out any of those bands? Well, I'd already heard Uh, um, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I also the lead singer cried during his performance. Really? He told a story. He was like, uh, after his like second or third song, he yelled into the microphone, "I'm living my dream," and then they went into another song, and then a couple of songs later, he he paused the music and he's like. Earlier I told you I live in my dream, and that's because in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, I've come to every single Bonnaroo, and I've worked Bonnaroo, and I've always wanted to be on stage at Bonnaroo, and I'm on stage at Bonnaroo now, and the crowd gave him so much love, the, the applause and the cheering went on for like three, four minutes. To the point where he broke down and like the bass player came over and gave him a hug. <laughs> you know what? It was one of those like uplifting moments. Great. It was a, so good. Their yeah. video for Call Me, um, oh, such it, he they're like in what like an old abandoned yeah. gas station yeah. or something. And he, he whoever the, I don't even know the lead singer's name. He just looks like he's having so much fun. Their stage show is just them just laying it on the line. It's so good. And then they close with Try a Little Tenderness from Otis oh, Redding. My. Wow. And like, and when the trombone player hit the notes, those opening like mournful notes, the whole crowd erupted, Man. erupted. It was such a good show. 
I, I think they're coming to Chicago. We have to go see them. I would them. go see them. I, I, it's such I a go good show. And if you haven't checked no, them out, you have I to. I have, and, and I love them. But it's, you know, we always say this, and I think our podcast listeners should know this, that you guys, you guys go to shows, and I always like, and it's and it's great, and like I always want to go, and I love I love music. And it's like, yeah, we need to do this. I'm like, yeah, we totally should. And then like I just never go, and I feel so bad. <laughs> and I, I see this, I can already I can call it right now. Because yeah, I sent you the link for the what the the block party thing, and, yeah. and the dismemberment plan is playing, yeah. and Mac DeMarco is playing, and I Death can't Cab is Death Cab is playing. Yeah, I know. This seems I, I specifically mentioned like this seems like it's up your two like your alley. Right. <laughs> like we should go. I go to so few shows these days. I used to go to a lot of concerts, but all for the same bands. All for yeah. just the same seven bands. Just... <laughs> Not even the same two bands <laughs> on rotation. I see. I see Wilco every June, and I see <laughs> Knock Knock every September. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, they're another big Midwest tour. <laughs> Uh, you know, I gotta say, I, I dug that song. It's a, that was yeah, a really good song. Yeah. yeah, before Shout we started, out to knock, knock. yeah, we were listening to Knock Knock based off of uh, Chris's recommendation. It was a really good, really good song. What was the name of the song again? I was born. I was born. Okay, yeah. as, and the name of the album were Girls on the Run. Girls on the ah, Run quizzing me and shit. No, I'm saying for our listeners, so our <laughs> listeners can say, "Oh, Knock Knock, Girls on the Run." I was born. Bam! And they can check all out of, um, all of our 16 listeners. <laughs> it's on Spotify. Can uh, listen to. Want to say it's on iTunes? You might have to go Maybe. to like CD Universe or whatever. Yeah, that CD if all of our if all of our 16 listeners go and like them in Spotify, uh-huh. then they'll have 32 followers. That would yes. instantly double their follower quota. <laughs> Maybe we could get them on the show. They're, they're good. The lead singer used to be in another band, and this is a, just a very quick aside mm-hmm. um, because I think you guys I've heard the story before, and I, I think it's fun. But he used to be in another Sacramento local band um, called Rock the Light. Which the Sacramento Bee named in two lists that they published out there of worst band names and best band names of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's, nice. Did they give an explanation for either one? <laughs> I would I would hope so. <laughs> I would um, the Sacramento Bee, just for the record. No, <laughs> Sacramento Bee. Okay, so other bands that I saw, uh, The Preachers, an Australian uh, kind of dream pop synth band. Really, really good. Opening, they had the they had the distinction of being the first band playing the entire festival. Okay. So their set was crowded, and then halfway through it, everyone's like, "Other bands are starting," and they just left. Yeah. And I stuck out, and it, they closed the show really, really well. It was fantastic. Uh, All Alas, meh. It, they were okay. Never heard of them. Uh, Cast McCombs, which I sent you guys. Yeah, and and I. You listened to it. You told me that half their album you didn't really care for. The other half was kind of the, DC. The album that's posted on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Because, like I said, I wanted to go back and listen to a lot of the previous stuff that's that's blocked out. Um, because that track specifically was on an earlier album. Yeah. And it was really good, and I put it on my, my, my new mix that I'm making. It's going to be on there. Oh, yes. Very nice. Oh, yes. Uh, but, yeah, I checked out the, the more recent album. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very subdued set. Um, by far and away, one of the best, I would have to say, top five bands I saw found the Get Down, Stay Down. You highly recommend. Fantastic. That would be one of those bands that just their name would make me not listen to them. <laughs> if you, if you, because you're plugged in currently, can you put on a song from Down to Get Down, Stay Down for us? I don't uh, know if that fits with our format. <laughs> <laughs> when did we become a radio show? I, uh, well, that was my original plan for the podcast was to do a kind of NPR style where we would focus on a 
band and then like you know like every 10 minutes play like you know two minutes i like how you're going over what you wanted for our podcast during the podcast so bad what's the name of this band uh t-h-a-o thou and the get down it should be right on the top yeah i play we the common thou and myra no (laughs) that is a side project that she does actually oh really yes (laughs) uh put on we the common it should be their most played song it's their most popular It might need to be turned up as well. Yeah. Maybe it's your speakers that are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, afterwards, Cloud Nothings. Either one of you a Cloud Nothings fan? I, I figured John, maybe they're an Ohio band. Never heard of them. But they're from what? Ohio. They're from Ohio, so you should know them. Does, does everyone in Ohio know everyone else in Ohio? Just, everybody really should have just seen John's face right now. Just a complete... Yeah. Complete fuck you is what that was. Uh, and then Omar Suleiman... The best way to describe Omar Suleiman is a Persian Skrillex. That, none of that sounds... That sounds... He wild. had one of the <laughs> most crowded sets that night. It was insane. And then right into white denim. What, is Pookie yeah, dancing? He, yeah, Pookie, she really, She's, really digs She busts out the cardboard boxes there you go. dancing. And then after Omar Suleiman, white denim. Either one of you white denim fans? No. Should I just stick to the bigger names here? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't known anything you're talking about for the last 10 minutes. Okay, so okay, it's Friday, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Okay, well, I knew that one. Sam Smith? Yeah. Big. Sam, I, I, yeah. He did the Disclosure song. I know who he is. Uh, Danny Brown. Yeah, Danny Brown. One of the most surprising performances of the weekend, Janelle Monet. A lot of people really like Janelle Monet. She is fantastic. Yeah. And her actual show was a show. Like, it had an entire uh, storyline to it. She came out as a mental patient. For recess, and then the, the the orderlies came to get her, and she kills them, and her and her band go crazy, and then in the end she ends up committing suicide, and then her, some other orderlies bring her back to life for the last for the encore. That's it was that's insane. Intense. It was intense. Like she was actually wheeled out in a straitjacket on a dolly. It was it was crazy. <laughs> uh, and then Vampire Weekend. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> They're this small band from the Northeast. This is good. These these folks. I it's was, very good. I'm not feeling it. Uh, and then Kanye West. <laughs> Wait. Okay. I gotta ask about Vampire Weekend. Sorry. Yeah. How was the audience on that one? It was a, it was a big dance party. Okay. Really not. It was kind of subdued. I think a lot of people there were more for Kanye West and they're trying to get better spots. Uh, but it was good. Because when I saw, like I said, I think I mentioned before, when I saw Vampire Weekend at Lala last time. Terrible. I, even though the audience was. The audience, yeah. The, the band was fantastic and they were they were good energy and they played well. They didn't miss any notes or you know sing off key, which is great. Yeah. Um, but the audience, I just wanted to punch people. So, cool. Uh, and then I caught Mastodon Death Heaven, which was really weird. That would in and of itself. That work? Yeah. Mastodon was fantastic. Yeah. Mastodon, I, I walked up to Mastodon and they were like, hey, everyone, thanks for being here. Uh, so, fuck Kanye, right? Yeah, fuck that guy. And then it's played. This <laughs> 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 went right into their set. It was really good. Yeah, and then Death Heaven literally played to maybe 150 people. Really? It was, was... it was so sparse. It was insane. Everyone was at Skrillex or the Super Jam. Oh, uh, Super Jam, I can see. Maybe. Well, this, the Super Jam was the Derek Truck Super Jam with uh, Shaka Khan was there, uh, Eric Bloom, all these, you know, it was a more a funk Super Jam kind of thing, but everyone was at Skrillex. Uh, but in, that, in 2014, everybody's still at Skrillex. 
I EDM guess. was a lot of people there were were there for the night. You know, he did that Wreck It Ralph song. He, he's in Wreck It Ralph. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I caught Def Head. Hey, so uh, once again, Shedberger can't work computer or anything. It was Chris's fault. It's actually, <laughs> not my fault. John already apologized when we were on a break. But what happened was John totally stopped the podcast uh, out of spite, and now we're back to finish it up. They, they fist fought. Uh-huh. There is chaos. Like uh, John's living room table is just on its side. There's broken glass everywhere. Um, yeah. I just sat here in my rocker. Broken glass and everywhere. It's a broken gr- glass. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I didn't what, even think of that. What honestly happened is these two were so tired of me talking about the amazing time I had at Bonnaroo, so they're just like, you know what? Fuck this game. And they just turned off the podcast and they put me in my place. We actually let them keep talking for another 30 minutes about Bonnaroo. <laughs> they really did. Like, well, yeah, maybe like 40. But they, <laughs> they really did because I, I was just going to keep going on and on and on. All Just, right. Yeah. But Kanye West scale one to ten. Uh, this is a. Oh, are we doing Kanye West or the college dropout? Kanye West and then college dropout. Kanye West scale one to ten. I'm gonna have to give him like uh, eight, eight point five. Okay. Eight dinosaur juniors. Uh, I'm gonna give him eight Tupacs. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, well. So if we're saying a full Tupac is ten, eight is an eighty percent Tupac. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, because no, the scale was not a 10 when you're writing with Tupacs. Uh, okay. Because it's Tupacs. <laughs> can, can we get Tom back this week? <laughs> that just sealed the deal, didn't it? Congratulations, Tom. <laughs> I'll give him uh, eight Tupacs and a... Uh, no, all right, no let, me, let me take that back. I'm going to give him eight Biggie Smalls and two Tupacs. Okay. So a total that of 10. seems accurate. No, not a total of ten. It's eight Biggie Smalls and two Tupacs. Right. It's we're fractions. Not in, we're not we're in, in fractions now. Yeah. All right. We're not so, in base ten here. No, we're not. Yeah. I would give him um, seven Biggie Smalls. You don't have to copy me. Um, you can give him seven common B One Tylip Quilly. Oh. This and, is like the recipe. For <laughs> and negative two Dinosaur Juniors. Yeah. Oh. I, w- I was going to say I'd give him a zero Dinosaur Juniors. And, pro- the- and like four Kanye Wests. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most appropriate rating. Out of, I give Kanye West four Kanye Wests. Yeah. <laughs> and I a, think he would too. And, and a Kim Kardashian and butt the- shot. Yeah, and eight weddings. <laughs> that's what he needs. Uh, yeah, and then college dropout. I, if, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. When it was released, everyone loved it. And then, like, five, six years later, everyone went back and then gave it more praise than what it initially That's got. That's true. That's true. Like, it was reevaluated by hip-hop magazines. Like, Double XL gave it... It went from an XL to a Double XL. It went from, like, a 4 mic to a 5 mic. It went from, like, an 8.5 to a 10. Um, it's Everyone just went back and reevaluated. I think they are like, well, no, this wasn't a freshman fluke. Like, he's that Yeah. Good. So. It ain't bragging if you can back it up. Exactly. Are you going to close this out with another poor rendition of a... Yeah. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, and... Update. There's a spoon in toys. Do you hear Spoon is releasing a new album? No. Yes. How did I know you were going to go to that? Because the, the word spoon was said. No. Just, just end it. <laughs> end it there. All right, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah.